0: Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. All right, so come on, just grab your seats. Good job, you guys. In all transparency, I thought about letting that go for another five minutes. I was just getting really happy up here. I'm like, this is my church. (laughs) This is what I dreamed of. (laughs) Let's just fake it till we make it. Okay. Um, (laughs) how, how, How did you guys see the energy change between the two? Wasn't that interesting? I mean, radically different. I mean, you guys were kind of having fun during the first one, but everything just like just went to a whole new level. Even the volume, I mean, the, the hand gestures were huge, right? They're like, wow. <laughs> and you notice how the actions change, too, right? The way, you know, just people, the actions changed from the first to the second one, radically different. So you were doing different things, but it depended, it depended on, on, on how you were thinking about the person in front of you. It depended on, on what you were expecting in that moment is how you acted and your energy and the way you communicated, right? That was really fun. I, I hope, hope some of you guys like, just kind of learned a couple things about how you, uh, how you interact with people. So how many of you guys, I'm just kind of curious, how many of you guys, the second one was really awkward for you? Raise your hand. It was really awkward. Raise your hand. Just a couple. Of, cool. We kind of made it fun too, right? Well, How many of you guys, the first one was really like awkward or painful? Just raise your hand. Yeah. You know that we're made for connection? We're literally designed for connection. You you know that your hand was made to connect to your wrist? I know. This is mind-blowing here. Your your head was made to connect with your body. And just like we're all one body, we're made to connect with each other. And so it should feel weird, awkward, and foreign if you have to, like, intentionally disconnect with the people around you. Anyway, Becky says she can't do it, so. So that, that honestly, I don't, I don't, I I had nothing to do with what I'm going to preach on. Um, I've just been wanting to try that for a while with you guys. Um, No, it kind of does, actually. I want to talk a little bit about this idea of needing people, okay? This idea of needing people. Um, I'm going to read a little little scripture in in, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, and then we're going to run. Is that a dog? <laughs> There's a, it's a dog over here. <laughs> so funny. All right, First Corinthians 12. I'm getting there. I like this. I like this. We got, we got great connection. We got dogs. Somebody bring their hamster next time. What is it about hamsters? Like, that is like my kids, like perfect get yeah, perfect pet. It's like, if they're like, they're like, they don't want, they don't, the only thing they want when they get older is a hamster. But we all know they're going to have a hamster for two weeks, and they're never going to touch it again. Like, that's true, right? It's true. <laughs> all right. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little bit of uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and jump over to, uh, for verse 12. But even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by, this, by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew, Greek, whether slaves are free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. And then it goes into talking about what does it mean. It says, for the body is not one member, but many. Now remember, this is talking about us, Okay. It, it, it sometimes it's hard to remember this stuff because there's so much stuff in the Bible that we're called to like, be professionals at. Amen? Um, but this is a good one to start with. For the body is not one member but many. If the foot says, because I am not a hand, I am not part of the body, it is not for this reason that any the less a part of the body. And if an ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not part of the body, it is not for this reason that any less part of the body. And it goes on and it talks about, you know, how different body parts are not less than other body parts. It actually says down there, down the line, which we think, I think we forget about this actually, that we bestow more abundant honor on those that are deemed, that we deem less honorable. i just want to, just throw it, that's not what I'm to preach on, I'm going to throw it out there as a great nugget. God says that those that we, not him, that we deem less honorable, he says, uh, it says, and, and, and those members of the body which we deem less honorable, on those we bestow more abundant honor. And our less presentable members become much more presentable. Wow. Anyway, that's just, I think sometimes we get caught up in like the flashy people and the the people that we, we, we have fun with and we like to be around and we give more honor to those people and the people that are a little more awkward or alone or like to do stuff alone or maybe they don't have the same skill sets as you do. We kind of like, we, we just, we don't, well, we just don't give them more honor, right? Anyway, I'm not trying to convict anybody. I'm really not. I just, I'm convicted by that. And so I thought I'd just toss it out like a little grenade in the middle and see what you guys do with it. <laughs> All right. So what I'm really gonna preach on, I wanna talk about connection because um, God cares about the lowly. He does. And in Orange County, we don't. <laughs> we care about bigger, better. We care about nicer, you know, clothes that feel nicer. Like, and I, I know some of you guys aren't included in this, but I just, it's just a good mem- reminder that, that we're actually called as Christians to, to deem more honorable those that don't get the same place of honor. And a culture, I think a culture is, is measured by its level of honor, by how it treats the janitor, is, this, is the same level of honor as how he treats a senior pastor or anybody, without, degrade, without, without reducing either of them, right? Amen. All right. I, I'm going to get there. Okay. Um, okay. I want to say this is going to take very long, but I said that before, and I lied to you. So... Um, I, don't, I need to stop saying. This will be short. I want to talk about connection and relationships. Um, I'm passionate. If you know me, I'm really passionate about doing life well. And I think—I'm <laughs> really close to that. I know. If it's your first day, I am always like this. Um, I, want to t- I love talking about doing life well, because how many guys, where do you, when you leave this building, what are you going to go do? Life. Right? When you, when you move on in somewhere else and you move or you decide, I mean, and you start going to a different church or you're in a different family, you get married and you move away or whatever, what are you going to have to do when you get there? Life. Right? What do, when you go to work, what do you have to do? Life, right? So if I, if I just tell Bible stories all the time about David and Goliath, and yes, I know it all pertains together, but in my mind, the church should teach us how to do everything in life. Not everything. That's probably a little strong. But literally, what we, our lives should be an outflow of, of knowing who God is and, and what He's like. And so I, want, I, so I want to start with this picture of what God calls us as, as, a, as the body. He calls us the body. We're connected. We're designed to be connected. It feels weird when you ignore people. It feels weird when you look at someone as unimportant and you look past them hoping to find someone more important. That should feel awkward to you. It should feel a little convicting, not in a condemning way, but in a, in a beautiful discipling way. Okay? Discipline, disciple, you're getting it. Okay. So I'm going to talk about, I'm going to get really simple here, and, and, and I don't know how long I'm going to go, and, and then if you guys have questions, I might just take questions. Okay? All right. I know. This is church. I know. <laughs> you're not in the audience. Okay. Okay. Um, so I want to talk about, um, I want to, I'm going to break open this topic of friendship, okay? Because to me, one of the biggest things about doing life is it has something to do with our friends. How many of you guys have friends? Raise your hand. Come on, this is, this is interactive. I'm going to be bored without you. All right. So how many, we all have friends, right? How many of you guys have really close friends? How many of you guys have really distant friends? Great, great. How many of you guys wish you had more close friends? Raise your hand. How many of you guys do you think you have too many close friends? Raise your hand. Yeah, it's it's dual, but it's totally possible. Some of you guys like have this need for connection, and you're like, I'm going to grab a hold as many close friends and share my whole life with them. But here's the deal: there is. I want to talk about a very simple thing that I think is really helpful to remember, because your world, how you do relationships, is actually incredibly important. And I don't think we talk about this in church much. I've never heard a message on how I do relationships with friends and stuff. And I just want to give you a couple, a couple different things to think about as you go about and build relationships around you. Because unless you're like 99 years old and you're about to see the Father, all right, <laughs> you're going to have a lot of friends in life, right? You're going to have a lot of friends. Where do you think the most amount of emotional pain comes from? Am I right? Come on. And, that, and that's not really a horrible thing, actually, because where you love much you, is, is you're going to be more vulnerable, and where you're really vulnerable is where you have the option of getting hurt, right? If there's, have you ever met somebody that's uh, super walled up, and, they're like, and they say, how's your day? I'm, it's a good day. How's family? Fine. How was your week? Good. And, and, you're like, and, and that's your friend, right? And they want to go hang out and watch a movie. But every time you try to ask them about themselves, you get one-word answers. So we can easily, without trying too hard sometimes, we can live very walled-up lives. And those people will never get hurt. They will never get hurt. Why? Because they have all these beautiful walls up. And walls are powerful. Otherwise, we wouldn't have them. Right? Walls are powerful. They're meant to keep people out. They're meant to keep us safe. And so if you build walls around you on every side, you are going to be very safe. And you may not need a comforter. I'm just saying. Okay. A little full circle there. Okay. So what I want to talk about a little bit today is just, you know, what are some ways that you can structure your friendships so that you live a healthy, balanced life that may have a little pain in it and it may not have pain in it? I think the normal healthy life has pain. But I think an unhealthy life could have way too much pain, right? Some people walk around always in pain because they don't know how to do relationships well. And so, I, to be honest, like as, as a father in a family, as a friend of a lot of people here, and as, a, as, as, a, as the person that, that's leading this church with our team, one of my, when, God, when God asked me, Jesse, what do you want your community to be really good at? One of the first things I I I answered him with is I want us to learn how to do friendships really well, because that thing that's not going away, and everybody's going everybody's going to be having them. Now I would love it if you learn how to pray in tongues really well. Paul actually says more than anything I pray that you would pray in tongues. And so he's got a lot, there's a lot of things that you could get really good at. You get really good at prophecy, of healing people, of, of doing words and knowledge. But the one thing that you're going to do more of probably than any of those is you're going to do friendship, right? And so I, this, this may not be groundbreaking for everybody, but it, to me it needs to be shared. It needs to be communicated as, a, as, a, as an understanding that we're all on the same page with friendships, so depending on our levels of friendships, I'm going to get some volunteers. Can I do that? Who wants to volunteer? I'll, I'll first, okay, Becky, you come on up. You're going to volunteer for me? Ah, come on up here. Someone, someone that's, that's never been to this church. No, I'm just kidding. Who's, <laughs> uh, come on up here. All right, Kevin, come on up. Yep, we got this. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Um, Jessica, I'm going to put you right here in the middle. This is the center. All right, she's the nucleus. Okay, <laughs> All right, Becky, you're going to be right here, and Kevin, you're going to be over here. I'm going to use you all, just not instantly, okay? So just look, look amazing, beautiful, handsome. Great. Right? Amazing, beautiful, handsome. I love it. Okay. So depending on our level of healthiness, we will have different levels of relationships. A healthy person—this is totally subjective, so forgive me if you're like, it's so subjective, Jesse— Listen, levels of healthiness look like this, that you would have people in your life that are right next to you. They're walking life close, connected. I share everything with them. Oh. <laughs> it's my wife, if you don't know that yet. All right. <laughs> she gets everything. And even if she was just a best friend, right? Like I would tell him, because I probably wouldn't have a best friend that's a girl. I'm just to be real with you. Um, uh, uh, that, that, I, that I would tell him everything, almost everything. In fact, I'd tell him stuff about my relationship with my marriage so that he could call me out if I'm doing stupid things. Now, then I have another level of friendship. I have, I have Becky here, and, and this is like my good friends. Yeah. These are my good friends, right? And for these people, I share a little bit, a little bit. just a little bit. I know, I know, this is, this is she, she thinks it's inappropriate. I'll stop doing it, all right. So I share a little bit, right? Little open arms like this. For Jessica, I'm like, yes. For these friends, I'm like, yeah. And I could have some really great friends that are girls and women and stuff like Becky. Great. And then you have the outer circle. I'm just kidding. You're sorry, you guys. Yeah. I love you here. All right. <laughs> um, and so for these people, these are the, the, the little outer circle. I don't know what you want to call them. You know, friends, acquaintances, or just friends. You know, I don't know, whatever. They're not enemies, though, right? We don't. This isn't a message on enemies, right? Um, I, I'm sure you could have some if you wanted. Um, but out here, these are people that we we just we just say we, just, we we just share a little bit with them. We're like, hi, right? For this person, I'm gonna come, I'm, I'm gonna say, hey, how you doing, Jessica? Well. Uh, it's weird because it's a girl. I wouldn't have best friends that's a girl, but it's my wife. That's okay. And I say, wow, at, she said, "Wow, she's that." shit. "Jesse, how are you doing?" Oh, I'm doing really good, but it's been a really tough couple of days. My dog died. One of our frogs ate the other frog. That actually happened. Okay. We think we're not sure what happened to the other frog. And and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pour out my heart, right? I'm gonna be very vulnerable. And vulnerable just means I'm gonna show you places that that. I could get hurt if I, if you if you handled it wrong. Right? If I said my, you know, if I just said my best friend um, just passed away and you said, "Oh, sorry to hear that. What are you doing tomorrow though?" Right? That's like, "Oh, you didn't care for this really really like like really like vulnerable place." And and and, and so these people get my vulnerable places. Why? Why do they get that? Because they're safe. Because I trust them. I trust these people. What does trust mean? It means that, that, that you're not going to hurt me. And if you do hurt me, because on accident probably, I know that we're close enough and I can trust you to clean that up. I can tell you, that. I can, I, I can tell you hey, I just shared something really, really personal to me and you moved on. Aww. Yeah, that didn't feel good. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, and then, you know, if, and, if they're, and if they're worth their salt as a close friend, they'll say, man, I'm really sorry. That that was not, I I totally missed that. I see now that that was intimate. Would you forgive me, right? So that's what close friends can do, right? They may not have the full, like, understanding of how to do that yet, but you grow, you learn, right? So these are my close friends. They get vulnerable places because I can trust them. Now, as we walk outside the circle, we move outside the trust levels. Do you follow me? I know, this isn't mind-blowing, but for some of us, it's like flipping switches. All right, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a comedian that... Never mind. Okay. Squirrel. All right. So as we get further outside that inner nucleus of, of close, intimate friendships and my spouse, we get to our friends, our good friends. But you know what? Maybe we don't hang out with them as much. Maybe we don't see them as often. Maybe, maybe they just don't fully understand how to take care of our hearts. And so we have these little mini walls, boundaries. Maybe let will call them boundaries. Boundaries are kind of semi-permeable, right? They move, things can move in and out of them depending on what we want. And so as I get out here, I might, she, if it looks like this, she might say, Jesse, how are you doing? I would say, you know what? It's been a, it's been a tough week. Um, <laughs> I had a frog that I think ate another frog. <laughs> and uh, I'm just working through that, but uh, it's, it's okay. I'm good. But honestly, most stuff's going really well. Um, I'm really growing in God. And, 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 you know, and that's what I'm going to give this type of person. Right? Now, don't quote me if I say something similar to you or whatever. Like, uh, okay. So, <laughs> and so, <laughs> awkward. Um, and so, but, but I'm not going to share my deep things with her, with this person. Especially if it's a girl or a boy. It doesn't really matter. They're at this point of trust and safety. Now, maybe I just met this person and I immediately pulled them in to my friend's middle circle. Maybe I've known them for years and I just I just know that this person is a good place to have out here, right? Remember what I said, that a healthy person has people in all areas, right? And so I have somebody in this area too because these people are people I'll go out and have a drink with or I'll go have lunch with. And, and they don't, The stakes aren't as high for these people, but I still need them in my life because they're still showing me what Christ is like. They're still connected to me. I'm still connected to them. So these are people, I have some levels of trust, and so I'll open up some places, and and I should expect the same back. Do you get that? It should be reciprocity. It should be the same. If it's one-sided, one of us is going to be really disappointed one of us is going to be disappointed if, if say, like, I, I let her into all my inner places because I don't know how to have boundaries, and she says, and I said, how are you doing now, though? And she says, oh, I'm good. I'm going to be like, Oh. It's like that, right? And, and I'm going to be disappointed, right? And disappointment is going to create offense. And offense is going to create um, uh, hurt and fear and anger and sin, okay? This is why we get rid of offenses and we, appa- we, we forgive. Okay, so moving past, great job. Okay, now we're on the outer circle. Sorry, Kevin. And so, <laughs> and so we're going to, so this is, and, and, and this is no representative of our relationship. This is just outer circle, all right? Don't, don't look into this. Okay, so, um. Um, let's. Can you move forward a little bit so they can see a little bit? There we go. All right, so this is the outer circle. So what's the level of trust out here? It's lower, right? It's just lower. What is it? I don't know yet. You're you. The way you do relationships is different than the way I do relationships. It's not worse. It's not better. It's you. And if you don't do the way you're supposed to do relationships, you're going to have a rough time, right? Don't do it the way I do it. So I'm a professional. And so, and so out here— He's going to be like an acquaintance. Maybe it's a coworker that you just pass each other every day, right? Maybe it's your boss and 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 these people have earned in some ways they've earned this place out here. No offense. And so these people maybe have said something hurtful to you? Maybe they they said, maybe they're sarcastic towards you all the time and you don't really like sarcasm. Maybe 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 they haven't been an encourager in your life. And, and so they haven't really, like, earned that place of affection. And so no big deal. They're out here. Now, I want to highlight something to you guys. This isn't bad or wrong to have friends out here. Do you get me? This is, to me, this is healthy. Whatever, if, if it's not structured like this, however you do it, this, this is actually healthy. That you should have places, uh, uh, people in your life, relationships that are closer, that are medium, and that are further. And these people, it's not like you don't love them less. Right? Because what are we called to do? Love our neighbors. In fact, the two things you're you're called to do with everybody is love and honor them. Love and honor everyone. But you're not called to trust everybody. And that's not a bad thing. Because trust isn't a good or bad thing. It's it's just a thing. It's a byproduct of, of... of, of where we're at with the people around us. It's where you're at with God right now. Some of you guys are wondering, how come I don't hear God very well? And I'd say, you don't probably trust Him very, very much. And how are you, how, how you going to hear someone intimately okay. <laughs> if I don't trust them, right? And so this is why intimacy with a father is shouted in this community. Because without intimacy with the Father, you're going to have this relationship. And God's going to say, Jesse, how you doing? I'm going to say, fine. I'm fine, God. Or we're going to start worship. And I'm going to be like, God, you're wonderful. You're awesome. And he's going to be like, Jesse, I sure love you. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm fine. Because I don't trust him to come in close. But that's what worship does, by the way. Worship reminds us who he is. Because God is never changing towards us. He's never like, he doesn't have these circles. He doesn't have these circles. For each one of us, he's closer than the air we breathe. For each person, he is intimate and he's close and he shares his world with you, right? The Bible talks about, he talks about we could be slaves, Right? It that that's a place that you, when you're first a believer, sometimes people are like, whatever you want, God, I want it too. And I'll do anything you say. And God says, well, what do you want to do? No, no, no. I want to know what you want to do, God. And that can be kind of like this, so like, I'm just going to serve you. I'm a servant. And that's okay. That's not a bad place to be with the king of universe, right? That's better than being, I don't want to do anything. You're scary. I don't want to be around you, right? That, so that's an upgrade. Amen. But then, but then we can, but then he calls his friends, right? And his friends, and he wants to share the things with his friends. And so there's a co-laboring, there's a connection thing. It's like, what do you want to do, Jesse? Well, let's go to the park. I love the park. Let's go to the park, Jesse. And so we'll go to the park together, right? And maybe he'll say, Jesse, that person over there, why don't you talk to him and tell him that they're really loved by me? And I'll say, that's a great idea, God. Let's do that, right? Friends. And then there's even closer, in my opinion, I guess it depends on how you look at it. He calls his sons and daughters. And he lets us into his room with him. And we can wake up in the morning and jump on his bed when he's still wearing his underwear. You know, it's like, he, you know, he's the father. Like, he's not embarrassed by being naked in front of us. And we're not afraid being naked in front of him. And no visuals. And, and, but that's, the, but that, that's God. Like, he, that's his expectation. He calls us each into that place. And he waits for us. He waits for us to take that trip of, of, I don't really trust you, God, but I'm growing in trust, and oh, you're that good? You just healed my arm. Maybe I can trust you. Well, oh, my gosh, God, you comforted me when I was sad. I feel lonely, but you put me in this great church, and maybe I can trust you, and maybe I can hug you and lay on your chest, and maybe I can give you my whole life. And so there's levels of trust, just like there is in relationships. Amen? Amen? Come on. This is good, right? I know. That's good. All right. <laughs> Blessed are the humble. Okay, so and so, <laughs> so back to our, I think that was a beautiful, but, but here's real life, right? Doing life really looks like I do relationships with real people, not just the king of the universe who's really easy to do relationship with. He stays the same, he doesn't say inappropriate things to me. <laughs> I have people in my life that might say inappropriate things to me, right? They may say hurtful things. They may say unkind things. And so what do you do with these groups of people? Well, for starters, it's good to understand that this is happening in your life. Do you have people that, that you hang out with that work only? Awesome. Are you loving and honoring them? Are you loving? What does love look like, right? Because you're like, well, love looks like I share all of me. No, it doesn't. Loving people does not require you to trust them. When you trust people, that's when you share your inner sides. When you just love people, it's not even about you. Loving people is less about you and more about um, what, who God sees in them. And, and, and it's more about them. And so when, if I were to love Saul appropriately, I don't have to open up my whole life to him for him to feel loved. That might, that's a relational connection. But when God says, love your neighbor as you love yourself, you're going to celebrate your neighbor. You're going to build him up. Saul, that's an incredible belt buckle. That, I love that you <laughs> I do. I got, that's Saul. Like, Saul doesn't put on a different shirt for us. Right? He wears a camouflage shirt because he likes it. And I love that about Saul. Like the, I love I, that's one of the things I love about him. And I, and I'm going an to honor him in front of you all because that's how I love and honor Saul. Amen. And you can do that with everybody. No vulnerability required. Isn't that a good news? Right? So you can do this with your coworkers. You don't have to open up your journal and read to them for them to feel loved. But that's, that's kind of what we think sometimes, right? Like some of us, loving people looks like sharing our life with them. I'm going to take a little bit of a rabbit trail. Sometimes when we share too much with people that are out here, our, check our motive behind that. Because oftentimes, because it's just not natural to share with someone that doesn't share back, Oftentimes the motive is wanting to be liked, accepted, seen, whatever. Right? And so if I just I'll be real, like I've done this in the past because I just I want connection so stinking badly. he's gonna sit down. You can sit down. You can sit down. You guys are great. Kevin, you can sit down too. I made you guys just stand up here. I kind of like being up here with other people, to be honest. <laughs> can I get three more volunteers? Ha ha ha. So that's a thing, though. Like, check yourself on that. Because it's not, it's actually not healthy for us to be vulnerable with people that are not vulnerable back most of the time. Does that make sense? And so just make sure that you're not trying to please them, trying to get them to affirm you, or even trying to make them feel liked by you. Is it really? Snap. (laughs) This is why I didn't say it would be short. All right. This feels like a bigger topic for me because it's so important to me that we do friendship well. So out here, right? Out here, we, we love them. We honor them. We lift them up. We, you can't honor people out here too much, okay? You can't lay your life down for these people too much. This could be where um, someone that doesn't even know Jesus is and you decide that I'm gonna buy you a car just because I see God in you and God asked me if I wanted to buy you a car and I said, okay? Like, th- this could be these people out here. So don't think that these people are less important, that they don't have value in your life. They have different value, right? All right, let's go back in. So next we have Becky. She was here, right? They, their legs got tired, so they sat down. It's so, okay, no judgment. And so, <laughs> and so these people, these people, they get more of you, right? These are, I don't know what they look like to you, but these people, maybe you go to lunch at work. Maybe these are coworkers that, that you sit next to, and you share memes with, right? You show them a YouTube video. You know, you, you text them. My new love language is memes. So if you can send me all the memes you want, and I will laugh. Um, if you have my phone number. If you don't, we have to get coffee first because I'm not going to pull you into my inner. All right, you get me. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> so, this, so, as you come in here, recognize, like, these people are going to get a little bit different from you, right? Okay, I, I don't have to. You guys aren't children. I get it. Okay. These people, these people want and desire to know you. They want to know your insides. (laughs) They want, they they want to know, they want to know all your, they want to know your fears. They, They actually, actually want to know how you're doing. Now these people might also but until that you build this friendship and you grow in trust, you get to decide how much you share. Amen? But in here, this is, this is built. This is built trust. Here's where we really get in trouble, guys. When we assume more people are in here than really are. And how do we know that we've made a mistake on where we've put somebody? When they don't understand how we need to be loved on. When they don't understand how to, um, how to hold our hearts. When they don't understand what to do when we're a mess. And we can help people. We can train our friends. We can tell them what we need. You can be really verbal about that. But when we get in trouble is when there's people in here that don't care as much about walking you that extra mile to make sure you feel loved and seen. How many of you guys, just a share of hands, how many of you guys have realized that there's been people that I've had really close and I realize now they weren't really supposed to be there? Just raise your hand. Yeah. And so, to be honest, my impression is that most of us don't fully know what happened. We just knew that was ugly and it hurt. And I think it's helpful. When someone started explaining this to me, it was super helpful because, and it's not, you don't have to think about this way all the time, but it's super helpful to recognize that this is a real thing, that there's people that I need to manage in these places. And if somebody is causing a lot of destruction and they're right next to me and they're causing pain in my life, I need to have conversations with this person. I need to let them know, hey, that hurts. Hey, I just talked to you about... These really painful places in my life, and here's what I need from you. And they could say, I don't have time for that. I didn't sign up for this. I really love you, and I honor you, but I don't have this place of trust with you yet. And that's okay. It's okay to let them float out to here. I want to pause here, and, and if we don't have any, that's really okay. I'll just close. But are there any questions that come up in your heads? Because when I did this with my interns, they had a bunch of questions. And I'm just curious do you guys have any questions that pop up, like, well, what about this or that? Or, or is that just like, and, and no statements or comments. Um, I just, I, I want to stick to good questions. Yeah. Can you categorize family in this? Great question. Oh. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> So family, family in some ways, I mean, the Bible puts family in a really special place. Honor your mother and father for with it, it will go along with you. So there is a special place that God calls family. This might be a longer conversation, but so I'll just, I'll just kind of hit it and I'll let you guys run a little bit. In some ways, I believe family gets greater levels of grace. I believe that I believe that there's a place where we can lay our lives down a little bit more. Say, you know, if we're getting hurt by our family because they do silly things, they're silly, sometimes stupid, but silly. And they just didn't know. They didn't know how to love you well. They just didn't know. And I think as a family, like, for us to start kicking our family into these outer places doesn't quite feel like honoring the connection, the covenant that we have with family. That's that here. And, and, any relationship that is causing extreme amounts of emotional pain and you're communicating, this is the key, guys, and you're actually communicating that hurts. You're actually saying something, right? Because sometimes we're saying, oh, God, this person keeps, I get so emotionally beat up by my mom, my my dad, my sister. I'm just going to give them the silent treatment and put them out there. Like, that 's not love that 's not even that 's not even the first two things God calls us to that 's actually dishonoring them that 's actually being unkind and unloving that 's like so far like that 's not even we 're not even near trust so if you 're having issues with your family members, I know this is really hard for a lot of us because family members can be really touchy and it can be a really hard place growing up and just stuff, right? Come on. We all have stuff with our families. That saying to a a, a mom or a dad or or a son or a daughter, saying, you're making a lot of messes in my heart right now. Can we talk about that? Like that's hard, but it's worth it. And I believe that's what God calls us to. I believe that's the charge that he gives us when he says love Your neighbor as yourself. Love, honor your mother and father. And sometimes, if someone's not willing to stop making these horrific messes in your heart, you might need to put them just outside that inner circle, but but maybe inside the second one. I don't know. It's up to you guys. Like you, you guys, you live your life. But I, family, family is very different, and yet we're not called to be. Just punching bags of people that mess. I mean, because if imagine a family member had an addiction to alcohol or drugs, and and they broke into your house and they stole stuff, and 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 you're like, well, that's okay. They're family. They get to do that. <laughs> Apparently, my door is really open now. It's like <laughs> I had somebody, a really close friend of mine, break into my uh, my uh, my condo, second story condo. Climbed, broke in, broke a twelve hundred dollar door, and trampled the glass all over the floor, ruining the floor just to steal uh, a check that was supposed to go to him that I was holding on to. And, uh, and he, he was going to come and get it on Monday anyway, but he just couldn't wait two days because he was high. And, um, and that's what friends sometimes do. And I had the conversation with him though. But family members could do that just as easy. And I just knew that this friendship needed a whole lot of grace it needed a whole lot of love. And, but I, I made special arrangements for this friendship. I did. I didn't, I didn't, we, we didn't hang out as often, right? Like, oh, <laughs> you're not safe. But I love you, and I want you to get better. And so we're going to hang out. I love you, and so I'm going to lay my life down for you still. Does that answer that question? Uh, in the back real quick, because you, you got all this time up front. Go ahead. What does honor your mother and father mean to me? Great question. Wow, family's a hot button. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> what series? Natalie's like, can we get a series? Yeah. Okay. we're right now? I have four children, four children. They're all, my youngest is 24, and my oldest is 38, and we're divided right now, and... Even though my older son, who's 38, isn't talking to me, okay, he's still honoring me as a person he is. And I have to let him go and let God work on him. And that's how I look about honoring. He hasn't done anything personally to me, um, but other people believe that he's not honoring me. And I don't see it that way. He he is honoring the child that I raised. That's how I see it. Yeah, I love it. So... Uh, what does honor look like in honor your mother and father? Here's what it doesn't look like. Let me start there. What it doesn't look like is, um, well, my dad doesn't really like, talk to me anymore. I try to reach out, but he doesn't reach back. So I've just kind of written him off. Right? I, I, I actually, <laughs> I wrote my dad off once uh, because I, I, I didn't really grow up with dads in, in my life. And, and um, I, I had two of them. And they were great. They were great men of men. They they don't know Jesus yet. but, And there was a point where I tried my best to get reconnected with them and and try to build relationship, and it just wasn't going to work. There wasn't two sides, and I needed two sides to happen. And so I kind of, you know, my buddy said, hey, I think you're really writing your dad off, and that does not look like honor. So writing your parents off as if, like, well, they're just... They did their best, but I'm just writing them off. I don't receive, I don't receive them as my father, mother and father anymore. You might call them that, but do you know what I mean by writing them off? Like, I just don't talk to them, don't call them. Like that, to me, that is not honor. I think we can, I think we can understand where people are, because I'm guessing we're talking about honoring people that aren't really fun to honor, right? If you're going to ask the question, that's usually the heart behind the question. Because <laughs> if you love your parents, it's not a question, Right? I think honoring looks like seeing them the way God sees them. I'd looking at them and, and looking past the hurts and pains they've caused you. Looking past the, the breach of trust that may, have, that may have been happening all your life. Looking past some horrible things that might have happened. Because he doesn't say love and honor your mother and father that didn't really screw up. He doesn't say love and honor your parents unless... They abused you unless they abuse somebody else. So there has to be a place for us that we can forgive and we cannot hold them hostage to our hurts and pains of other people, of ourselves, and yet still see them the way God sees them in his, in his image. And so it may not look like you call them every week. It may not look like you call them once a month. Right? But it may mean when they reach out to you, you're cordial. You're kind. You're, you're a Christian to them. You're a Christian to them. You love, you're like, I love you, Mom and Dad. Cool. You, are you coming home for Thanksgiving? No. <laughs> I would love to make amends for the stuff that has happened in our family. And until that happens, I can't come home for Thanksgiving. <clears throat> right? But if, but if you have a history of, of, of radical, like, just messes where... And some of you guys have had horrible childhoods. Some of you guys have great ones. But it doesn't look like writing them off. It doesn't look like never answering the phone. It doesn't look like I never get to see you. You don't get to see my grandkids. You don't get to, that to me is the opposite of honor. Does that, does that make sense? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to end with that. Um, if you have more questions, because this, this is a fun topic. Like we're in this, right? This is life. Just email me, and if you really want, you can take me out to coffee, buy my coffee, because it's a love language, and, uh, <laughs> and I'd love to answer your questions, if you know, I honestly, um, I'm not going to be all that vulnerable with you, right? We're going to have levels of vulnerability. I'm just kidding. All right, so uh, my email is jesse at presenceoc.org presenceoc.org, Jesse, J-E-S-S-E. Feel free to email me any question you want. I'll get to back when I can. Um, yeah, why don't you guys, don't you stand with me real quick right now? I'm gonna pray for us. All right. If you have ever felt that there is, There are friendships right now that are really painful and you haven't known what to do about them. You're like, I don't know what to do. I love them, but I hate them. (laughs) I want you to put your hand on your heart right now. I'd imagine it's at least half, maybe a quarter. I don't know. But there's friendships right now. You don't know what to do with them. That is not God's best for you. I just want to say that really clearly. That is not God's best. It It is a part of doing life with people. Because we are messy, but it's not God's best. And so just like he wants to heal sickness and disease, he wants to heal relationships. Father, I want to pray for those people right now. And if you have disunity with your mom and dad, you don't know how to honor them right now, this can be you too. God, right now, I thank you that your Holy Spirit has been impacting people's minds right now, that you've been speaking to people right now in this room about this topic that names and faces have been coming to mind, God, and I thank you, Lord, that you are the God of hope. For, I want to say the first thing to you guys. Is that there is hope. Everybody say that, there's hope. Say, the God of hope has hope for this relationship. Yeah. And now what I want you to do is, so hope is, is general, faith is specific, so I want you to put on your lips right now what you would love to see happen. And I want you to be specific about what you're going to ask the Father to do for you because He is ready to reconcile relationships. All right? So right now, just under your breath, whatever, you doesn't to be loud and embarrassing. You can just, just what do you want to see happen in that relationship? Be specific. I want to, I want, I want to be able to hang out again. I want to be able to talk. I want to this. Go ahead, just tell him right now. Tell them what you want to see. Yeah. And Father, right now, thank you for your Holy Spirit resting on every single one of these people. I thank you, Lord, for the power to reconcile was bought and paid for on the cross, that we are called to be connected people. Yeah. And for the rest of us, Father, I pray you would continue to show us how to manage our relationships. And and above all, God, teach us how to love and honor those people that aren't called to be closest to us. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Good job, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Can we have the prayer team come on up? Um, If you need prayer for this kind of thing, if it If you're just like, I need direction or whatever, you have the comforter to give you direction. But if you still need prayer, if you need a word, if you need healing, come on up and get prayer. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.